0: All you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. On Monday, May 20th, Amy Nelson's gonna come on and we're gonna talk social media, but specifically how to drive revenue and connect with important stakeholders that matter to you in your business using social media. The next day, we have Noshin Chen and she's gonna lead a presentation about how to become a better communicator, how to increase those skills faster because that's gonna help you not just connect with new people, new clients, but also get your idea across better ton of takeaways in that presentation. Then all you have to do to sign up and join and get all the links that you need is smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Again, one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Join us on our expert advantage workshop series. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. What's up everybody? Patlin here and welcome to episode 1225 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you and today we're speaking with Tim Phillips from Sober and Happy. He is somebody who is getting started on his journey and he's kind of got his foot in many different places as far as like content creation and building communities and whatnot. And in this episode, we're going to narrow things down and talk about exactly why this is important, and make some decisions. And we're gonna talk about exactly why those decisions work and what would happen if we didn't do this. I know a lot of you listening might be in the same boat, whether you already have a business or not, you're getting started or you've started already, you might be drawn between many different things and places and strategies and all this kind of stuff. You shouldn't do that. And so we're gonna talk about that with Tim today and we get a understanding of the why behind why he's doing this. And it's very, very important. So here he is, Tim Phillips. Let's do this. Tim, welcome to Ask Pat. Thanks for spending some time with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm absolutely pumped to to meet with you and get your advice. I've been listening to a lot of your content, probably about the last month I've been doing nothing but consuming your content. So talking to you one-on-ones, I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And here we
0: go. We're we're going to go into some personal advice as opposed to just listening to, you know, all the other episodes about other people's stuff. This is going to be about you. So why don't we start about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: Yeah. So what I'm really focused on is I've been in recovery. I've been sober for almost 11 years now. Congrats. Thank you. And I went through the traditional recovery route that's really set up. So I went to rehab After rehab, joined a 12-step program, completely immersed myself in that. People actually used to call me AA Tim. It's how much I did in that. And what I found through that is the 12-step program and the powerlessness and so much recovery is really focused on just stopping using and avoidance, you know, avoiding all the dangers and stuff. And the longer I was in that program, the more like my anxiety grew around drinking and everything. And honestly, I I just kept getting sicker. I didn't drink. Successful at that, but I started getting sicker. My anxiety started going through the roof. The whole world seemed dangerous. I was actually diagnosed with borderline agoraphobia. Wow. And I didn't see a way out because the the real message is that if you leave, you're going to drink. And so I didn't see a way out. That was the only solution I knew. And I knew it just wasn't working for me. So after about five years in there, I finally had a great support group, got a lot of therapy and with help with the therapist and all that, I decided to venture out on my own and really just see what life was like without the 12-step program. I started really working on improving my life, really focusing on the reasons why I got into addiction. Most people don't just drink one day and they're an alcoholic the next day. There's usually a lot of underlying issues with it and really approaching that and then approaching really what I wanted in life. You know, I kind of treated life like, a, like my own personal mastermind. You know, I really identified where I wanted to be, identified the, the obstacles in it. I didn't focus on the things that aren't fair in life and really at, at what I can do and what I could attack. And through that, like my life's completely changed in the last five years. There's a lot of people that are struggling with just the traditional passive recovery. You could go into any Facebook group and people are asking, did anyone get sober not using 12-step programs? I went to meetings, it's not working for me. I need some help and I, I know a way to do it. I've helped a lot of people individually and and I really just want to get this message out to the world. I know there's a lot of people that need it and I just, that's what I want to do.
0: That's so great. First of all, congratulations. And what inspired you to treat your life like a mastermind and figure it out once you got out of the 12-step program and knew that you you know weren't going to be ready by day one. But how did you get through that? What, what gave you the courage to keep going?
1: So a lot of it, one of my biggest issues, there's is a lot of meetings you go to and not, not all of them are this. And I know the 12-step works for a lot of people. So I'm not saying it doesn't. It just wasn't for me. A lot of it was really focused on the problems and what's not fair. I mean, especially people who may have legal issues, you know, you could complain about the fact that it's hard to get a job when you got a felony on your record, but that's not going to fix it. I realized that I was really caught in the what's not fair. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I really wanted to focus on what I wanted to do. And so at that point, what really inspired me is I knew that I couldn't continue the path that I was on. Like I, I knew my life was becoming completely unlivable the way it was. And so I realized that to do that, I really needed to face the big things and I needed to tackle the big obstacles. And you can't do that without a plan. You can't do that without a roadmap. And so that's what really inspired me is like I I knew I was meant for more. And so that's what really inspired me. And I just started tackling it. And then what continued to inspire me is, is building on those little successes, all those little wins, and just building on one win after the other, after the other. And just when you start seeing the results the motivation comes. I mean, what a a major life lesson
0: for everybody listening, not just about recovery, but about anything really that's challenging, right? Tackling those big things, not trying to avoid them and really coming up with a plan, enjoying the small wins as you grow and and get out of that. And wow, look what it's turned into. And I assume that now, if you wanna tell me about like your business and stuff, I'm assuming that you are taking these life experiences and trying to serve others through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now, uh, and one of the reasons I wanted to get on this show was, There really isn't a business yet. And that's what I wanna do is how do I grow a business? And there's not a better time in the world, I think, that we've ever had for getting your message out and sharing it with it. But I think it's a double-edged sword and that what I'm facing is there's so many options. Right. What do I choose? How do I grow that? I started growing a Facebook group, and then there's a lot of regulations around targeting people with mental health, and that includes also addiction when it comes to social media. So the the quickest way to get people on Facebook, you could boost posts. And I was able to do that and target some people, but about a month ago, Facebook shut all of that down. So I'm still growing slowly organically. And so where I'm at now is okay, what path do I take next? Do I I start a podcast? Do I start a YouTube channel? Do I continue working on organic growth on Facebook? Do I, I, I created a blog. The good news is I love to write. I probably have 10 notebooks full of stuff to write. I know I could probably put together a book th- with all that stuff. So it's kind of what direction do I go now? I have no problem p- investing time and money into learning the things I need to learn, but I've been going in circles. And so, I, it, and just like I was talking about in recovery, needing a clear path and really executing towards that, that's kind of what I'm looking for here is, is a clear path And I'll put in the work, I'll put in the time, I'll invest the money I need to, but I just really, I wanna stop going in circles.
0: Yeah, I mean, you tell me what happens if you were to do all the options at the same time?
1: I don't think I would make the progress that I can if I focused on a few, and that's kind of what I've been doing. And so I think that I wouldn't get the growth that I need if I focused on one or two, but I don't know what's the best path To choose when it comes to growing an audience especially with some of the obstacles I have.
0: yeah okay great great and i don't have to talk much about the purpose here and the why i think that based on where you came from is inherent i think that's going to come through typically that's where we start when we talk about these things well who are you doing this for and like really what are they trying to get out of this i don't i don't even think we have to have that discussion because it's so clear and the beauty of this and the only worry potentially is well how can i compete with a 12-step program or some of these other, I mean, there's many other people who have different kinds of recovery programs, and I love the way that you have a very specific approach to it based on your own life. And it's almost like a diet plan, right? Where there's a million different diet plans, and what might be right for one person might not be right for another. So here you are, based on your experience, creating your own version that you feel is best for people like you, and maybe it is those who drop out of the 12-step or just aren't enjoying that or whatever, there are people who need you, right? And the truth is, if you put all of your energy across like 10 different things, not any one of them is gonna have a chance to succeed because you're spreading yourself too thin, right? You might show up a little bit here on TikTok, you might show up a little bit on Facebook, you might show up a little bit in a blog and maybe a podcast and all these different places. But the truth is most people don't consume content in all of those different places. So they're getting a fraction of a percentage of what you have to offer because they're only living on typically that one platform, maybe another. That's not to say people don't consume you in all those places after they get to know you. But as far as getting people to find you for the first time, if they're not getting a full sense that you're here on this particular platform and dedicated to helping a person like them, then they're gonna move on to somebody else who is spending more time there. So from top down, bird's eye perspective, the best idea or the best situation would be to pick one or two mechanisms to build an audience, right? It might be, a podcast it might be the blog it might be one or two of these things but all the rest need to get out of your brain right even though they are opportunities and this was hard because it's like well if i'm not on this platform then those people can't find me again the truth is if you're in all the platforms and there's only a small percentage of you they're not finding the full you anyway so we need to focus on one or two and that might be writing being one of those mechanisms and mastering that and just like learning all about that. If it is a blog, then okay, well, how am I gonna get better search engine rankings? Who is writing really well right now? And what could I do to get inspired by them? How do I collaborate with other writers so that they start sharing my stuff with their audience? And how do I then connect with other forms of writers, you know, magazine editors and whatnot to get the word out there even more? And you just focus on that one particular method. You learn all the things you need to know about it so that you can master it automate it even to a point where you get some time back and then can put that time and energy into something else whilst this first thing that you created is doing its job. And I'm going to stop talking there. I want to hear what you think about sort of the one or two platform approach, nothing else matters, so that you can fully show up on those things versus sort of the 10% in 10 different places. How are you responding
1: to that? So if I had to pick one or two, I would think blog and podcast. I love to write and I love to talk. And, you know, Facebook has been good for reaching out to some people, but it's really the type of stuff you put out on Facebook's really surface level, you know, putting a quote, putting that, and that's just really, and even when I write longer, Facebook doesn't seem to like that. So to get recovery, you need to really dig deeper. And so I think those two formats would really allow me to do that. And those are two things I enjoy doing. I enjoy talking about recovery and I enjoy writing.
0: That works out then. And I do agree with you on Facebook. Plus, you are now on Facebook creating content and you know it's in another person's sandbox. It's in Facebook's sandbox. And at any moment in time, like you said, they could change something and that's not fair. And if you're trying to build a relationship with your audience, having some other entity out there be able to change that in any moment is 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 scary. I think building a community is important and that could happen on Facebook groups Or a circle community or there's all these other community platforms that exist but that's not going to be the content play that's where your community can connect with each other and maybe there's interactions sure but i love that you picked out blog and podcast because those two things work really really well together right people can listen to your podcast and find you via that way you can be a guest on other podcasts and you can collaborate with other podcasters you can bring some of the people in your life that you know on to talk about their story, you can tell your story, etc. And like you said, you can get really deep in there. People are likely to listen longer than they are to watch a video and read. And so that's a great platform for you, I would imagine. And I do know some people who are also podcasters in the recovery space. And so it'd be very easy to connect with them because you're all in this for the same reason. You've all had uh, shared experiences and really powerful mastermind groups, I imagine, could be uh, formed with some of those other podcasters, too. And then on the blog, that's where you can get into different specifics that maybe aren't as well suited for audio, right, where you can write and get very detailed, maybe there's some sciencey specific things that you want to discover or talk about, well, then that can go on the blog. And that's where you can build your email list and start to have like one on one connections with your audience. But I think the idea of building an audience first, like getting out there, putting your voice out there and, and building your voice, you're gonna be able to attract the right kind of people who like you for the way that you do you, right? There might be some people who are in recovery who enjoy the 12-step, which is okay, and that's fine. That's not your audience. Your audience are for those who are on the other side of things. And as I often say, your vibe will attract your tribe. So you put yourself out there and your podcast is a great way to not just put your content out there, but your voice, your emotion, your message, your style, et cetera, and you're, you're gonna attract those right people. And the same thing can happen with the, with the writing as well. And then from there, obviously, those are platforms to build an audience. Those aren't necessarily businesses or money generation tools. Although, of course, you can have ads and sponsors and things like that on those platforms. However, it's the relationship that you build with those listeners, with those readers who now join you on your email list, who you can have conversations with. What would be the most helpful thing for you? What's the biggest challenge for you right now? There might be a program that you could create. It's not the 12-step. It's the three-step program, and it's different because it's yours and you get to develop it. And I think over time, you can begin to use that audience as a testing ground for a structured framework that you can build that is going to become your own, that has its own name, that people can start sharing with other people, inviting other people to, and that could be very powerful. And I think that there's a lot of opportunities that can come with that. I do envision a book in the future as well to, again, be another branch to bring more people into your system, into your framework, et cetera. But I don't even think you necessarily need to worry about, well, what's going to make me money right now? Because when you build that audience, that audience will tell you what they need and then you can build it for them specifically.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm blessed with a great full-time job. So there isn't the immediate need to generate revenue from this. Right. Uh, I did envision creating courses down the road, I mean, that's or something like that, or, or write in a book. So I see down the road potential ways to turn. I mean, ideally I'd love to be able to do this full time one day and really just dedicate my life to this. I do feel like it is my calling, but there is isn't an immediate need to, I don't need to pay the bills next month doing this, so.
0: That, that's a huge luxury, you know, not many people are that lucky who are trying to start a business. So the fact of the matter is you can then focus even more on, the craft of podcasting and the craft of writing. And with regards to that, how do we get more people to find us and building relationships with other podcasters and writers and doing collaborations like that should be the only focus right now. Like nothing else matters except those things. And thus, you'll be able to put more energy into those things and not get squirrel syndrome, which we all get when there's like a you know, should you be doing TikTok? Should you be doing Instagram and Facebook? And all blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's a million things, but what if you would just like master those two? And that's where you lived and your audience lived. And that's where they can come to find you. They could rely on you there. And then you, you build those relationships. You have those conversations. You're gonna create something very powerful and something life-changing. And you're going to start to see, and this, this would be the first goal after creating those things. And even, we can narrow it down even further. You could start with one of those two things even to begin with. Although it sounds like you could potentially do both. Getting the individuals to have conversations with you, you might find that you could mentor one person, right? Like you have this email list that you build, you have an audience that listens to your podcast and reads your blog. But then you decide that, you know what, you're going to mentor one person just to see what that's like to get, your feet wet in there to understand what a person on the other end might need as far as a framework, to be able to understand what questions they're asking or what specific challenges they have. And that first person, a few things happen that will guide you as far as like, do you like the sort of more interactive mentorship or would you prefer to potentially have it more in like a course structure? Do you even like doing it that way? Do you maybe have another different way that you could try? But the biggest thing that happens is when you get that person a result. For example like let's just imagine that you know a guy named john was listening to your podcast subscribed to your list you had a conversation with him and he was just having tons of problems nothing was working for him and after working with him for six months you find that he's been sober for literally six months straight since talking to you like how would that make you feel
1: oh that's that's the dream i mean that's that's what i enjoy you know and i've worked with a lot of people informally over many years. Obviously when I was in the 12 step program, I sponsored a lot of guys and just helping people really. And it's not even just about staying sober. You know, one of the guys that that I worked with early, you know, I met him at a I was volunteering at a rehab and he is paroled straight out of prison. They uh, parole a lot of people there. He was a two striker. One more strike he goes in for life. And you know, and we just we worked on just really building his life and I was really designing this programming my technique then but not really knowing it. You know, we're really looking at his obstacles and and one of them was that he wasn't able to see his son. You know, and I said, okay, what do we got to do to get that? You know, what do we got to do to get you that goal? That was what he really wanted. You know, and he was really stuck on the what's not fair, you know, the system to go through the courts and all that. He's like, it's not fair. I have to do this. It's not fair. I have to do this. And I'm like, that's not helping. You know, like that is the path for you to see your son. And you just got to do it and, and, you know, and really help him working through that and focusing on, on the end goal versus the obstacles in the way, you know, and, and today, you know, he'll send me pictures of him on vacation with his son. And, you know, I mean, those things are amazing, you know, and I moved down here to Arizona and he was still up in Sacramento where I lived. I went up to Sacramento and sat with him at his court date, you know, and just, just being there and supporting him and, and now seeing pictures of him with his son and the life that he's built. He's built an amazing life. And he had all the excuses just to keep doing what he was doing and end up being a lifer in prison, you know, and just seeing that and seeing the the transformation and just the idea of being able to do that on a larger scale, just, I mean, it makes me want to cry.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it will make you cry when you, <laughs> when you help more people, for sure that this is a life changing thing. And I love the story. And I think stories like that need to be told. And, you know, you might bring these stories in, in during the hardest times and ha- be able to coach people through and have people listen in as it's happening similar to how people are listening in on us chat right now. But again, just like narrowing it down to okay, even before the courses even before the the larger programs, like let's just help a couple individuals, because that's going to be game changing for your mental and, and your confidence. And And it sounds like you've already, you know, unlocked a lot of that. And now we're just trying to trying to scale it up, which is which is just so exciting. So I imagine big things and I know that this can happen but the narrowing down of the what to do has to happen up front. And I think that's that's the biggest maybe takeaway today and be okay with the fact that you won't be on these other platforms. I think that that's the big mental shift that many of us creators have to have is, you know, for example, for me like I'm not on LinkedIn. There's a ton of LinkedIn business deals that are happening all the time and yes, I would be perfect for it they say. But if I put time in there, then my other things wouldn't have time and it just wouldn't work. So I have to be okay. And I approach it as I'm making the choice not to go there. I am opting out of that so that I can opt into this or reapply the yes that I once said to this. Right. So that'll be the probably the biggest challenge moving forward because it does feel like you're leaving a lot behind. But remember, you're putting more time and effort into the smaller things, those fewer things that's going to be able to blossom into something much bigger.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. And like I said, I, I get a lot of the FOMO, you know, and, and and you mentioned the squirrel syndrome earlier and it's that's I'll get focused and then distracted on something else. And I'm like, oh, should I be doing this instead? Am I missing out? And even like as we talk about like focusing less on Facebook, my brain's already going, well, what if I just pre-schedule 100 posts and schedule one a day and then the people who are still liking the posts there, they could still see them and I'm not abandoning them. And, you know, so like my mind's already like I, I get it and I I'm, and I understand like this is what I need to do. But like my brain's still trying to, to bring me back to, you know, and, and that's what it is. Like I feel like I'm leaving people behind, you know, I got like 500 people and which isn't a huge audience, but I got 500 people and a lot of them like and comment on my posts and
0: yeah those are real human beings that yes you know have gotten some value from you but you're not leaving them behind i would say i would say you are leaning into something better that can help them even more right yeah and so when your podcast comes out when your articles come out sure you can use that facebook group to let them know that those things exist but your time has to be put into the craft of podcasting and the craft of your your writing Because that is where that mastery comes, and when that mastery comes, that's when the biggest impact can come as well. And that that's what this is about. So I think that aligning your mission with your what, and considering, or even asking yourself if you find yourself, you know, perhaps not moving as as forward as you wanted to, as fast enough as you wanted to, you know, just checking in with yourself. Because sometimes we get into automated mode where we're kind of just doing because that's what we feel like we have to do. But if you can sort sort of zoom out every once in a while and go all right, Tim, am I doing the things that are moving me toward my mission best right now? If not, let's change course. If yes, cool, let's keep going. And those are the, those are gonna be the biggest things. And that honestly is the number one reason why most people fail is because they are not checking in with themselves and understanding that their time here is actually not helping get there. So we need to connect those two things together. And it sounds like you can, I mean, if you have gone through what you've gone through, you can do this easy. Like, this will be no problem for you.
1: Yeah, and and it really doesn't feel, I mean, there's there's the chore portion to it, but it doesn't feel like a chore overall. I understand there's a there's a lot of parts where it's, all right, I got to sit down and, and watch this course and learn a little more about this or I need to study that. But the end goal is there. And I think that with either of those platforms, like writing is therapeutic to me. Talking about this is therapeutic to me. So being able to still do that while I'm learning too, I think is is what's going to keep it going and keep me going strong on this.
0: And then always considering, okay, when I'm focused on writing, what are the best practices to write online? How do I write titles that get clicked on and learning all about that and, you know, Narrowing your learning is also going to save you a lot of time. The fact that you don't have to be on TikTok or Instagram or, or Facebook anymore and focus on that means all your learning can be focused on these these couple things, which will then be able to exponentially grow them much faster and for you to get better at them much quicker. So I'm I'm excited. I'm all eyes and ears and I want to see what you come up with, Tim. Do you have a place for people listening to follow your journey? Do you are you active on any platforms that people can potentially just kind of follow up with you on?
1: So I, I do have my Facebook page. It's sober and happy. And then my website, soberandhappy.com, is where, where I have the blog. And so that's I'm gonna keep writing on that. Uh one question on that. So I know like podcasting. if I'm going to learn about podcasts and I'm I'm buying your course. I love your content. I love your your teaching style. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate that. Now, as far as you're talking about writing styles for blogs and stuff, that's the other problem. Like, If I could do how to blog, I'm going to get 10,000 plus different courses I could buy on blogging and the best thing. Do you have an area that you would suggest a direction to go so that I could focus on the best learning and, and not so much of the noise? Yeah, my
0: suggestion would be to dissect other successful bloggers, not necessarily go to this person to learn the course. Like I would I would follow, for example, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits. He has a blog at JamesClear.com and you can just kind of get a, a, a firsthand understanding of how is his blog so successful. And you're gonna be able to consciously go, okay, like what hooked me into this blog post? Like what was great about that title? And then find other blogs that perhaps you read or enjoy and and try to dissect. Like, what about those were really great? Because, again, that will help you pull in your own style. What I worry about with things like courses and whatnot, and I say this as a course creator, is you follow everything to a T and you don't put your own stuff into it as well, in which case you're just like everybody else. And you have a very unique approach. So I think that a little bit of research and reconnaissance on who are the good bloggers out there and what makes them good could be a really interesting self sort of awareness experiment for you to at least start. And then you might go, wow, okay, they all have really good titles. I'm not great at writing titles. And then you find somebody who teaches that. And many of that stuff you could find on YouTube, even for free, just to kind of get your feet wet in terms of those, those things. I wouldn't worry about search engine optimization too hard. And I would just worry about writing the best stuff. And from there, let Google do the work for you to, to find the right people. Hopefully that makes it a lot easier because that's really what Google's aim is, is to show the best content for the right people. And their algorithms are so sophisticated now that they can share your article to the right person. We don't need to worry about keyword heavy things and just just write for people. And you know those people, you were, you were one of them. And I think that that's gonna guide you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool. Well, Tim, thank you so much. Sober and Happy. What a great brand name. And I know that you're going to make a lot of people happy. And I look forward to following up with you. Maybe we can do a follow-up episode at some point and catch up and see how things go. Hey, okay, That's the goal. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate you. Thank you. I
1: appreciate you too.
0: All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, the brand, which will soon become perhaps a very well-known blog or a podcast, I would imagine, because as you can tell, Tim is in this for the right reasons. He lived through this himself and he found a better way out and is wanting to help others too and has already done so and is now gonna do this to more people in a much deeper fashion with his blog and or podcast. And again, you can check him out at Sober and Happy, more than just about recovery, but it's about finding a purpose in life and becoming happy. I absolutely love that in the story he told about somebody he knew way back when. And just imagine all the people whose lives he can affect now. Tim, thank you so much for what you're doing, for coming on and for being vulnerable here and and having me help you out. So I appreciate that. And that's what I do here. And by the way, if you would like some help potentially from me one day, head on over to askpat.com. You can fill out an application there and uh, I might be able to help you out just like I did, Tim, today. And we can go through your challenges and struggles as we grow as entrepreneurs together. So thank you again for listening all the way through. I appreciate you and be sure to hit up spipro.com if you wanna see if it's the right fit for you. You can join other entrepreneurs, a community, a safe place to come and grow as an entrepreneur. Highly recommend you check it out. Again, that's spipro.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you the next episode. Until then, peace out, take care and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session.